ML Nation, episode 161. You know, enroll the masses and work with the few. Everyone is respected for the way they want to engage in the company or the business at that time. And then it's um, our job to just really nurture, you know, the people that want to take it, you know, all the way. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation. I know you like personal development. I know you know that investing in yourself is important. And if you're, so that's why I want to invite you to become a member of MLM Nation Insider. So what is Insider? It's exclusive membership. Uh, you get a lot of goodies. What do you mean by goodies? These courses I have, I sell for $47 separately. But as a member, you get them all for free, okay? So also, you get a 90-minute training with me every Monday, U.S. time. Uh, this is actually, I think, Tuesday out in Australia. And if you can't make them, uh, they're always recorded and posted within 12, 24 hours. And the cool thing about these trainings is you can ask me whatever question you want. You just email it to me. Uh, it's unlimited. You want to email me 10 questions? Sure. Just email it to me. I'll answer all of them uh, on the webinar, and even if you can't attend them live, I will answer your question. So that's pretty cool. You always have access to over a library of 50 previous trainings. It's a huge, it's kind of, kind of like an encyclopedia of resources. Uh, also, print newsletters, um, over 30 of them that teach you about prospecting leadership. They're all in there. So as a, just for MLM Nation listeners, there's a special dollar trial. You cannot get this on a website. You have to go to the special URL. I'm going to give it to you right now. MLMNationInsider.com. Right? If you're driving, you have trouble remembering, uh, you can't write it down. Just remember MLM Nation and then add Insider. MLMNationInsider.com and check it out. You have a dollar free trial for seven days and afterwards you like it, you can continue. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. Uh, if you want, you can go there for seven days, download everything and cancel it. I don't care. I just want to put the stuff out there to help you. So anyway, hope to see you there. MLMNationInsider.com. All right. I hope to see you there. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fried up to bring a special guest today from Down Under out of Melbourne, Australia. We have Angela Lucente. Angela, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely, Simon. Let's do this. Angela Lucente is the middle child of five siblings and got her biggest life lesson when she was only two years old when her mom suddenly passed away. Through this tragic loss, she learned five valuable lessons that she shared on today's episode that's helped her in all areas of life. Angela has been successful in the corporate world and then transitioned that success into a, a retail business that did very well and then to direct selling and now to network marketing. Today, Angela is a six-figure earner and living her dream home in Melbourne, Australia. Angela's motto is to laugh more, live more, and be more. Spend more time building the life you dream of, the life you deserve, and eventually you impact others around you in a positive and abundant way. Angela, I give it MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about those five lessons that you learned growing up and then how you apply that throughout your career and then how did you come across network marketing? Okay, thank you, Simon. Um, yes, so I, I guess my journey started uh, a very long time ago and, uh, you know, looking back, you know, I can really see today how a lot of the role models in my life handled, uh, you know, the tragedy of the passing of my mother and how as a, a family and a commuti- community we really, you know, ra- rallied around, you know, the family and the children to make sure that there was support during those difficult times. Um, you know, I was uh, raised in a, an Italian migrant family in the working class suburbs of Melbourne and I guess I never saw myself as a victim. Uh, I was always very fortunate in my eyes. I didn't see myself as a single parent family. I had uh, amazing and loving grandparents and then in in my uh, later years I also had a stepmother so I had various uh, parenting role models um, throughout my life. So it was all about making the best of every situation regardless of how difficult or, or even how successful those situations were and to really add a consistent 
you know, aspect to your life where, you know, you could handle any situation. I mean, my father was never overly happy or overly sad. He was always consistent in life no matter what he did and I think that really set us up to be the adults we are today so moving into my you know years uh, after high school and 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 landing my dream job in the fashion industry in Australia you know I really you know embraced the values of those uh, migrant uh, mindset you know it's all about making the best of every situation decisions that will bring you closer to you know the life that you want for yourself but also the life that you want for the future and your children so I worked hard I worked really hard as an employee in corporate Australia and you know it paid off you know I got promotions I got uh, pay rises and you know I got to experience things that um, you know I'd always imagined I could through hard work but when I got married and started to think about having children, you know, I realized that the uh, career I had chosen was really going to be unsustainable. So again, it was about making a hard decision, but a decision that would give me a better future. And that's when I went into business ownership, Simon. So I opened two fashion retail boutiques in Melbourne in the space of three years. I also had my two uh, beautiful boys who are now teenagers. And for the next 12 years, with the support of my amazing husband, I worked actually harder than I ever have in any other aspect of my life. You know, uh, small business ownership is not easy and it really does impact your family life in every way, emotionally, physically and financially, sometimes in a great way, sometimes in a not so great way. So in uh, after 12 years of uh, that life, I again needed a change. The, the business had given us great opportunities uh, to move forward financially, uh, but it also came at a huge sacrifice. And I, I really felt that I, I needed more, that I could, you know, really have a, a, a career that would give me even more balance between family um, and lifestyle. So it was at that stage that I was introduced to the direct sales industry. And I actually started with a company that was, uh, you know, more of a home-based shopping arena. And I built a very large team here in Australia. It was a national company. We had, uh, I guess, the sort of product that you would say you could find in any department store or any supermarket even it wasn't any it wasn't an x-factor product line but you know with the the I guess passion that I had for life and you know to make sure that that choice and that decision was going to impact in a positive way again I worked hard and uh, it paid off you know again I was um, earning a six-figure income but this time I was working from home part-time and uh, life in terms of balance was great so that's where I was three years ago when I got a tap on the shoulder from a friend who told me about, you know, a new business opportunity in the MLM industry. And this is an industry that I knew nothing about. You know, I was really uh, not open to, um, you know, changing fr uh, from where I was at the time because I, I, I felt that I really had it all finally. You know, for once in my life, I had perfect balance or so I thought. But after looking at the business model that network marketing provided, there were so many aspects of this industry that really got me excited. And again, my decision was based on what was going to give me a better future and what was going to give my family more leverage and, you know, get, bring us closer to that, you know, time freedom and flexibility we were really looking for. And, and that's how I landed in network marketing. For me, it was just a business decision. You know, it was another decision I had to make uh, that was uh, going to give me, you know, a better future. And that's exactly what I felt at the time. And fast forward three years, you know, I know I made the right decision at the time for my whole family to um, engage in this industry. So did you have success right away when you first got started in MLM? Well, I guess, you know, when you talk about success, I mean, there's success through income, but the success that I was looking for through that decision was not necessarily about earning more money. I mean, in my mind, I was earning my fair market worth in the in every job or business I had been in because, you know, the effort and the reward in my mind, you know, matched. And I wasn't moving into this industry because I believed it would give me more money. It was really about more lifestyle. And yes, I did feel like I was succeeding because I didn't have to, you know, go off and, and set 
targets of how much I had to sell every single month so that I could uh, enjoy the benefits of commissionable income. You know, at the end of the month, I didn't have to celebrate an amazing month in sales. And on the first of the month, I didn't have to worry about starting at ground zero again. So because the network marketing business model is based more on a compound and building effort um, and the dynamics uh, continue to pay in every way, the, the more that you're engaged in the model, you know, I felt that I was a winner, you know, right from the very first moment I said yes. Fantastic. And I think that goes back to your life model about balance, right? Balance between career, family, and lifestyle. And, you, you know, let's talk about those five lessons that uh, go into a little more detail. I think that I think that's awesome. Like, it's not just about money because it's about, you know, your, the time with your two boys, time with your spouse, and really to enjoy life. And so one of the first things that you learned early was the abundance mindset. Right, and to not focus on the misgivings on life, the things that, and how to overcome them through like gratitude. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, look, I guess, um, you know, when you grow around, I guess when you're raised in an environment that I guess the culture is really stemming from a tragedy, you know, there's two ways that can go, you know, the disappointment and the sadness and that feeling of, you know, missing out and being hard done by, you know, that can really fester and that culture can really take over. And I've seen that happen, you know, in in other, you know, parts of our life with other friends and family who really, I guess, their role models focused on what they missed out on. For me, you know, the abundance came in the people that really came to the front and helped to look after our family and supported my father and our grandparents that stepped in as, you know, a second uh, parent almost and and then later in life to have a step parent that really you know had no I guess relationship link other than you know marrying my father and fall in love with him but she had this unconditional love you know for our family that you know really showed me that abundance you know it's a mindset it's what you feel not necessarily what you see and through that you know having that ability to Feel that you're not missing out because of your situation, that, you know, you don't necessarily have less, but you actually have more because of the experience that you've just been through. So, you know, abundance and an abundant mindset is something that I've really, you know, embraced. I've, uh, you know, embraced this in my own family culture as well. It's never about, you know, the problem. It's always about the teachings and what we learn from those um, situations. And I, you know, I really believe that that's what creates more strength and what helps people to really overcome their own fears. Because, you know, when you have an abundant mindset, you know, anything is possible and nothing really can hold you back unless, you know, you feel that it can. So, you know, that that's really held me in good stead from a young age to overcome any situation, no matter how hard or, or, you know, it was. When I think about my parents, you know, coming to a country that they didn't speak the language, you know, they, they were surrounded by community of people that came here, but they had to assimilate and learn a new culture. I mean, that's a, that's a problem, but they didn't see it that, that way because they had such abundance about what this decision meant for them and the future and, and how it was going to be a better life for them because of that decision. So that's um, it's a really important lesson, Simon. That is very inspiring. Which, and that transitions to the second lesson. You said as a ch- as a child, you learn to adapt to change and to work through the motions and let go of frustration and anger. And that's especially super super important in network marketing because it seems like we're always very frustrated or angry or disappointed that people don't join or people quit. So can you? So what goes through your mind? How, and obviously, you learned a lot of lessons. When, and we are humans. We get emotional. What do you do to help you overcome those emotional, when we like the emotional roller coaster? What do you, how do you protect yourself from that? Okay, so um, look, quintessentially, as a child, I was always a big, big dreamer. So I would be manifesting, you know, situations of. Uh, you know, how I wanted my life to really look. And, you know, sometimes when I think back about, you know, the sadness of a child imagining that her mother was actually in the kitchen cooking, you know, and the frustration of that. But, 
you know, overcoming that really came down to, uh, you know, accepting that that was the reality and that it was out of my control. There was nothing I could do to bring back that, you know, I guess what we would call back then our perfect family um, model. But, you know, in this day and age, you know, 44 years down the track, I mean, single parent families are very common. You know, as a child going to school in Australia, I was the only single parent family uh, in my in my class, in my whole year level. You know, divorce didn't exist in those days hardly. And if it did, it wasn't spoken of. But here I was as a, a child with only a single father. And you know, that that was um, something that was everyone else's problem. It was never my problem. So, you know, I, I was frustrated because of the way other people were feeling and seeing it. But, you know, in I showed through my actions, through what I was uh, able to do, uh, through my strength, that it wasn't a problem for me. It was never an excuse. Um, people use problems as an excuse to stop moving forward in life. So instead of doing that, I use it as a reason to move forward in life, you know, and that's, um, you know, I think that's really important to distinguish between, you know, what reality is and the things we have control over and what are the things that we don't have control over and to really move forward after, you know, we can see that, you know, in network marketing, there's a lot that frustrates us, but a lot of that is out of our control. You know, we can't make people do what we want them to do, even when we know that they have the ability and the skill, or even when they have the big dream to, you know, want to engage and, and uh, you know, work towards a better life. You know, sometimes, you know, we want it more for them than they do. And until they're ready, you know, that's never going to happen. So, yeah, that's um, really as it was for me. Yeah, I, I like the way you put it. It's really not in our control, right? The only thing we can control is our mindset and the way we think. And we can't control the actions of other people. The only thing we can control is our outlook, our attitude, and what we plan to do next. And and that so that goes to the next lesson you learned, which is the even though you lived in a very modest life, you never felt poor because you were taught to be rich in mind and spirit. So share a little bit about that, and especially how it applies to network marketing. Okay, so um, so yes, uh, Simon, we lived in a very modest, humble home, a very, a very small home, one bathroom, one toilet, and eight people sharing, you know, that, uh, that space, you know, sharing bedrooms and, you know, something I guess that in this day and age is quite uncommon. I mean, most homes and most uh, bedrooms have en-suites here in Australia and I'm sure they do in the US. So it was really all about learning to... Um, you know, almost put up with each other. I mean, we had no choice. And life was, you know, not hard, you know, when we were, you know, able to understand everyone else's situation because, you know, we were all different as children and we all had different dreams and aspirations for what we wanted to do, but we all had a respect for one another in the home. And uh, it really fostered a culture you know, in our family of, um, you know, being able to live with people that were different, but everyone had the same, I guess, uh, vision for happiness and success for the future. So supporting, you know, each other as a family and just not feeling that we ever, you know, missed out on anything because we weren't wealthy. You know, for us, wealth was about, you know, how we felt in spirit and mind and it was about the the conversations and the stories i mean as um children of migrants and, and one common you know factor of migrant parents and grandparents and they love to share stories and through their stories of you know hardship and what they went through and crossing oceans and everything that they shared with us through those stories really gave us ways to cope in life in the future because there's been many moments in my life where I've thought back to some of the stories that my grandfather or father shared with me and you know never to feel that you were poor because of what you didn't have you know being poor is really you know not about how much money is in the bank you know there's a lot of 
you know, wealthy people who actually have a very poor mindset in terms of how they feel about their life and the people around them. For us, the bank account probably wasn't looking very healthy, but we had everything that we needed in that home and under that roof. When we came home for what, from whatever hard day we'd had, you know, we knew that we were coming home to something special, that there was, you know, support and love and, and gratitude. And, you know, through that, you know, we really learned to become, you know, successful adults, you know, and not to focus on how much money was in the bank because, you know, having a holistic approach to success and happiness, you know, having every aspect of your life balanced, you know, not about having a, a big income and having no time to enjoy it. You know, even as a family, even though my father worked very long hours and he was a factory worker, an assembly worker, uh, assembly line worker, he um, he always made time for the children. And, and on the weekends, you know, that was our time to really come together as a family. So there was always that great balance, which also, you know, made us feel that we were never, you know, never poor. We were never poor as long as we could share stories and we could overcome anything that came um, our way in life because of the experiences of our, you know, parents that they'd shared with us. You know, there was always a solution to every problem. And I did, I guess I brought that into my corporate life. I remember as a, an executive in the corporate world saying to a lot of the staff that I work with, never come to me with a problem. Always come, think it, think it through. Always come back to me with a solution, even if it's not perfect even if we have to work on that solution, at least you've made a start because, you know, people can go from negative to positive very quickly. You know, if they're minute they're faced with a problem, you know, if it's in their control and they can solve it, then start solving that problem as fast as possible because that's going to bring you, you know, that abundant mindset we just spoke about, but also, you know, not, you know, not make you feel that the problem's so big either. If we dwell on it, you know, it always um, ends up being bigger, you know, than what we thought it was. And I also think that, you know, if uh, we accept that there are some problems in life, in business, you know, it doesn't matter where you work or what business you have, there are problems that are out of our control. You know, so we have to accept those and, and just move on and understand that we physically can't change those. It doesn't matter what we do. Don't spend too much time and energy trying to fix things that are, you know, broken because of someone else or some other situation beyond our control. And that is such fantastic sharing and lesson. Thank you for that. And ML Nation, if you're wondering how come we haven't talked about the normal questions, it's because when I got to know Angela, we talked and... And thank you, Signum, for out in Melbourne for connecting me with Angela. I mean, Angela and I had a great conversation. I was like, once I found out about her story, I was like, you have an amazing story to tell because network marketing, in my opinion, is 90% of success is all mindset. It's all your attitude. And what Angela is sharing with here is like, you know, she lost her mom at two years old, grew up with eight, was it eight, nine people in a tiny house, sharing one bathroom. But even all those obstacles, she's been successful in everything from corporate America, retail business, to direct selling, to network marketing. Now she's a six-figure earner, doing really well. It's because of her mindset and attitude. And I don't know if you caught what Angela just shared. I'm just three things. Now, number one is like, we all have problems, right? Like Jerome Rome says, the only person that doesn't have a problem is a dead person. And these problems sometimes are out of our control, but we can't control our attitude and mindset. And some of the three big points that Angela just shared was about number one is gratitude. Be, be grateful for what you have, you know? For no matter how bad you are, you know, Angela didn't grow up in the best situation, but she didn't let that hold her back, right? And she took whatever situation, made the best out of it, and no matter what she's done, she's been successful. Number two is the mindset. It's it's all about the outlook. Some pe- some of you, you may think, oh, things are not doing well. People say no. You know, there's always one person that's worse than you are. And it's all about the way you look at things and to make that into a positive attitude. And Angela shared that every time she came back home, it doesn't matter. It was a cramped house. They always had a positive attitude that, hey, as long as you have a positive, positive attitude, that translates to success in whatever Angela's done. And the third lesson is, I thought she was one more lesson here. The third lesson is here is stories, right? Um, you want to motivate your team? Share stories. Angela just talked about like every time they get back home, the grandfather would share stories to motivate them keep make them feel special and that's you know that's the way to really connect heart to heart with someone is through stories um and one more thing is you know i love the angel when you said that when you were you were in corporate and you were successful there you tell people never come up with a problem 
You know, I have a lot of disturbance. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's all problems. Focus on the solution. Stop focusing on the problem. Focus on the solution. And then your life and the business becomes way, way, way more easier. So, Andrew, thank you for sharing that. I want to go to the next lesson because I feel like we can talk. If I don't move on, we can talk for hours here because you have such good stuff here. Um, you talk about relationships. And you learned early on that relationships were based on values of honesty, integrity, respect, and not to be taken granted or undermined. So share a little bit about that and especially how it applies to you building your MLM business. Um, Yes, so I guess, you know, never taking relationships for granted, you know, when you do have such a, you know, a big loss in your life, um, you know, as we did with our mother, you know, that really brings home that you could never take anybody in your life for granted and you know this is something that you know I've taken into every aspect of my career I mean everyone has something to bring to the table no matter how junior or how senior that person is you know I love that through building relationships in my business and in my career over the last you know 25 plus years you know I have learned something from everyone so everyone has something of value to share um, even you know I remember even you know the cleaner that used to come to the office sharing stories about you know his wife and his children and I would always take something away from that something that would make me feel good about life and 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 just to see how that person was you know dealing with uh, their situation so relationships in in business are very important I mean I've been in the sales arena for most of my career 25 years product-based um, position uh, companies uh, where it, the in the industry really revolved around building relationships to promote a product now you can be an, an amazing salesperson and Sales comes very naturally to me, but and and I've often been told that you know I'm a natural born seller, you know. But actually, I never saw myself as a salesperson. You know, I actually saw myself as someone that built really strong relationships because in every aspect of my career, when a sale or a transaction took place, my attitude was always more based on, well, will this person return? You know, will they come back and buy something more from me? You know, will they come back? Has this experience been positive for them that they're going to want to come back and uh, repurchase that again, uh, that product? So building relationships is what builds you know, long-term retention in any business, especially when it's based on sales. Now, coming into network marketing, you know, a lot of my friends that don't really understand what I'm doing now say, how's your little sales business going? And, you know, I love that because there is a bit of a, I guess, a, a big misunderstanding about how MLM works and network marketing. I mean, I've never sold so little in my my life. I've been in this uh, MLM uh, industry for three years now and I don't see myself as a salesperson. I really see myself as someone that builds relationships. You know, I often say to the team, it's about starting conversations that never end. You know, if you can start talking to someone and really capture what that person, you know, is about and what they need and, and what in what way we can help them, whether it's through a product and we have various products that we promote in our in our business you know that's what's really going to create a relationship a long-term relationship and build retention in the team so don't focus on uh you know what this person is going to buy from me don't focus on a sale focus on building a relationship and i talk about honesty and integrity and respect because you know you have to be i guess respectful of everyone because everyone makes their decisions based on where they are at that time in their life. And although some people say no to you now about joining you in this business, it's not no forever. So unless you are continuing to build on that conversation, remember conversation that lasts forever, you know, continue to keep in touch and to build, you know, value and honesty within that relationship, you know, then that person may never come back to you if you don't do that. You know, when the timing's right and the relationship is still intact and, in fact, it's still been building over that time, you know, that's the perfect time for that person. It's never about what's best for us. You know, the relationship has to be win-win. Best time for us to enroll someone is 
anytime, every time. You know, that's what we're always looking for. But for that person, it may not be the right time. And even though they like you and they trust you and the relationship is at that level, the timing in their life may not be right. So, you know, just keep building on relationships and and, uh, the timing will sort things out. I have two follow-up questions since you're very good at networking and relationships. What's one way, one or two ways our listeners can, uh, like tips you have for them to build relationships? So I I hear the term build relationships. So what can I do? So I guess there's two types of relationships we have when we start in network marketing. I mean, we have our core uh, warm market and, you know, I'm a I'm a big believer in starting at the bullseye. I often talk about this business as having a dartboard and uh, starting right dead in the centre, you know, so they're the people that you know that love you the most and they're not necessarily going to join you on your journey but because of the relationship and respect and and uh, honesty that you already have with th- that group of people, you know, that for me was the easiest place to start. So I didn't ask them necessarily to join me but I did ask them to have a look at the information and, you know, their decision would be either to, you know, join as a, as a customer and enjoy the product or join me in the business. So I think it's important to build relationships from your core market first and also it's the best place to ask for referrals because your friends and your family uh, are always going to want to help you and uh, if they, if you're transparent and you tell them exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it, I mean, sharing your whys in this industry is your biggest asset. You know, I remember calling all of my family and friends and letting them know that I felt felt that I'd finally found a business model that ticked every single box that I'd been looking for, even though I didn't actually I wasn't actually out there looking for MLM. It it came to me. But when I found it, it uh, it actually ticked every box that I'd ever dreamed of and uh, you know, I couldn't I couldn't resist but join. So, you know, for me, you know, the relationships start from your core market. The other types of relationships we build in network marketing are with um I guess you know, strangers, people that, you know, we infect along the journey because we do become so contagious because we are really passionate about what we're doing and and people often talk about, well, I'm scared to talk to someone I don't know and some people are even scared to talk to people that they do know but, you know, I bring them back to, well, you know, if you had to talk about your children you know, how would you feel about that? Would you be worried? Would you be scared? And they say, well, absolutely not. I love my children. So we say, okay, so go back to the drawing board and find out why you love, you know, the the business that you have chosen to be a part of. Because if you have a 100%, you know, commitment and, uh, you know, you are engaged in your business at a level that, you know, means that you are getting closer to everything that you've ever wished for in your life, well, that is passion. And that's what you need to share with everyone that you meet. So even building relationships with strangers then, you know, becomes possible. You know, as long as you, you know, can share your your goals and your visions for what this opportunity can do, um, you know, for yourself in the future and get to know that person and take them through that journey for themselves. Everyone's got to go on a personal journey, you know, through that through that conversation, you know, I've already been on my journey. I know 100% why, you know, network marketing was right for me and my family. But the person I'm talking to, you know, they haven't done that yet. So, you know, it's my job to take them on that journey. Sometimes it can happen very quickly and the relationship, you know, grows very fast and the commitment level is earned very fast because, you know, they they are, are in touch with their reasons for change. You know, some people are not open to change even though they're complaining about where they are so until they're ready you know the relationship can keep building but it won't make a start until they commit to the change fantastic and uh, how do you stay in touch with people so obviously your war market to people your like uh, your bullseye market it's easy to stay in touch but just say strangers if they don't join because you brought up a great point the best time to sponsor people for us is any time but for them maybe later so how do you stay in touch with these people well i think we're so spoilt in um this day and age i mean when i 
think back, you know, 20 years ago, how I worked in the corporate industry with little, you know, cards in a box, you know, with people's phone numbers on them and, and shifting through them A to Z in a file and just calling people on a, um, a 30-day system. You know, we don't have to do that anymore. I mean, in our day and age today, we have so many different uh, t- techno- technology platforms and social media has really reinvented the way we not only build relationships, the way we keep in touch with people, but also how we have, you know, insight into where people are in their life at any time. I mean, Facebook makes people so vulnerable. You know, we can see when people are having a good day, a bad day, when people have, um, you know, experienced a, a trauma or a tragedy, relationship breakdown. I mean, Facebook is an incredible relationship tool. So, you know, with anyone that I have just met, I always love to connect on Facebook and also if they have a, a business uh, profile on LinkedIn, I like to connect there as well. I mean, LinkedIn is not as, I guess, personal. You don't get to see all the other detail that you do on social media, but through that uh, platform, I mean, it's so much easier and simpler for us to keep in touch with people, no matter where they live in the world. I mean, I can go on a holiday to Europe and uh, meet people, you know, in different countries, connect with them at the push of a button and continue to stay connected. And I guess, you know, when you when you consider how much easier it is to do that, then staying connected and continuing that conversation. And if you are very organised with, uh, you know, with uh, making sure that you uh, talk to people in on a system, so some people you might talk to on a weekly basis. I mean, people in the team who are already in the system, we talk daily. You know, people. some people we talk weekly, other people monthly, and people that we're building relationships with, well, you know, it's just about diversifying the conversation so it's not always just about the business I mean you know this business is really personal I mean we do have to be interested in what people are doing and genuinely interested it's not about you know trying to build a fake relationship we we can't fake this you know this is real I mean network marketing is about helping people that's there's nothing fake about that Simon you know that and um, I've experienced that in the last three years seeing people come into this business and try and build it, you know, the, I, I guess in a way where it was all about them. I mean, that doesn't work in this model. It might work on the short term, but if you're looking at a long-term viable business, just like you would in the corporate industry or in traditional ownership, you really do need to focus on, you know, the personal side of this and make it real and genuine and honest. And like I said, you know, building relationships from my, you know, childhood that were all based on on those uh, pillars of honesty and integrity and respecting people for where they are at that at any given time of their life. So for me, social media has been a huge asset. Now, to your last life lesson is, I love the way you put it. Life is to be lived. Families to be loved and the days are to be filled with laughter as often as possible. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I I guess there was a lot for us, you know, not to be happy about. You know, when I think back about some of those, you know, moments in my life where, you know, my I guess my mother was missing and moments where we would have loved her to be there. But, you know, you just can't focus on what you don't have. I mean, you have to celebrate every single success, every single aspect of your life that brings happiness because even small amounts of happiness every day can, you know, make a huge amount of difference to someone's, you know, uh, life. And, you know, we do live in an age where there's a lot of unhappy things that go on in families and in careers and in in life in general. I mean, you know, social media is such a, a great way to connect and we see that you know, and it's real. We see what people go through. So, you know, life is really, you know, not to be taken for granted because we don't know how it's going to end and we don't know when it's going to end. And, you know, I don't want to focus on that part, but I do want to say that I want to make sure that I have lived as much as I can of the life that I've been given because, you know, it is to be absolutely treasured. You know, I had you know, a life taken away from me at such a young age. And, you know, I know that my mother would have loved to be there with all of us, but, you know, that was not to be the case for us or for her. But, you know, we were we were taught to just uh, get on and, 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 you know, as 
as adults, we, you know, we learn to really not take life for granted. So, you know, family is really important. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what culture you're from, every culture has a level uh, of family that, you know, is really an important um, aspect of how they build relationships and how they learn. And I guess European culture for families is all about sitting around the table and it involves food and drinking and laughter and talking. And I sort of, I, I guess I came up with that um, that that fifth um, aspect of my childhood, thinking about all the great moments in my childhood after we'd, uh, you know, have lunches and dinners and we would sit around the table and hear stories and laugh. And, and these are things that actually don't cost money. I mean, a lot of the happiness that came to us in our life, and even if you think about today, I mean, a lot of the true happiness, the moments that bring you, you know, real happiness aren't necessarily connected to money. You know, it is about what we see our children achieve in their life, you know, hearing about what they do, you know, having, you know, great moments in the family around the table sharing stories about our day. I mean, you know, family is to be treasured and it is to be loved. And the more we love, you know, the more we can, I guess, empower other people to feel that happiness as well because not everyone, you know, can enjoy that. You brought up a really good point, and I want ML, ML Nation, I want you to pay attention to it when Angela was sharing is don't focus on what you don't have. I think most of you, a lot of most people in the world, I, I like that, right? You're complaining. Focus, because when you don't, when you focus on the lack, we don't have, that's what you get. Whatever you focus on mentally, what your thoughts are, that's what you attract. And also, more importantly, what Angela said, I put you down. And in business, in network marketing, you need to be positive, you need to be happy, because if you're not happy, you know, you know, if you're not feeling good, you're not going to be motivated to pick up the phone to prospect or train your team. And even if you do, trust me, it's going to probably be a bad training, a bad call because people can hear from your voice the lack of assignment. They can the like the lack of excitement. They know what is going on. So again, don't focus on what you don't have. Be positive. Focus on what you have instead. Be grateful. So anyway, we'll put these five lessons on the show notes page. Um, other so let's shift to network marketing a little bit, Angela. When you and I talked, you said. You know, you shared like you're probably one of the rare people who never had any challenges with network marketing because you always, I mean, this is probably because you have a corporate background and then you had two other businesses before this, but you always treated network marketing like a business. And I think that's wonderful advice because I think most people, they come into network marketing, even though they want to make money, they want to be successful, they're really treating it like a hobby. They don't treat it, they don't go all out. So can you share a little bit what it means to really treat network marketing like a business, like the way you do? Yeah, well, look, I guess, um, you know, the biggest, uh, I, I, the biggest positive about network marketing is that it doesn't cost a lot to start a business in this industry, but it also then can become the biggest trap because people don't necessarily then respect the opportunity for, you know, potentially what it can do for their life. And, you know, I've seen this over and over again over the last three years. When I looked at network marketing, you know, I really didn't um, consider the investment, you know, as an asset. You know, I was, I, I didn't worry about how much I was investing in this business. Actually, can I start that again? Sorry, stop. Okay, so the question is. You talked about the secret to your success was you treated it like a business and most people don't do that. So what do you mean like you always treated your ML business like a business? What do you do? Yeah, so I guess um, it goes back to every decision that I've made in terms of my career has been about whether or not that change, you know, was going to give me a better way to get where I want to get. And in, and for me, it was always about having balance between career, family and lifestyle. So when network marketing landed on my desk, Simon, I wasn't actually open to change because I actually didn't think I needed to make any changes to my business at the time. I, I really, as I said, thought that I had my, you know, dream business. But you know, I looked at this because I always like to be open and I always like to know, you know, what's going on in the business world. And when I saw network marketing, I almost felt like, felt like I'd been living under a rock all my life. I'd never heard of this industry. So I really started to explore and research and get to know the people involved um, in this industry because 
I wanted to make sure that it was a viable industry, number one. When I when I saw that it absolutely was, I wanted to make sure that the company that I had been uh, approached by, you know, was a company, you know, that would uh, give me, uh, I guess, security for my future. So if I was going to transition from another business that was already providing my family with six-figure income, I didn't want there to be a risk. So I purely looked at the change and the decision to move into network marketing as a better way to do what I was already doing, um, but to give me a better result. And that's exactly what's happened. So I treated this no different than I did moving from the corporate arena into business ownership. In that case, I chose an industry that I knew a lot about because I'd already worked for over 10 years in the fashion industry. So I completely understood uh, that industry. I didn't know anything about network marketing, but I knew a lot about myself and I knew about what I did, uh, didn't want to do forever. And I didn't want to be in sales for the rest of my life. I wanted to grow something that was sustainable. And network marketing showed me a way where I could grow a long-term income um, that would continue to pay me well after the first a transaction took place and it was a, a business that again really focused on something that was uh, more important to me and that was you know the idea of building relationships and working more with people than working with product so this is what I focused on when I looked at you know transitioning into network marketing the viability of it the viability of the product line whether it was consumable whether it was going to be long term whether people were going to continue to buy it I mean I really had my business hat on you know, I didn't, I, I didn't uh, get emotionally attached to the idea of joining network marketing until I got all everything ticked off. You know, I wanted to make sure from a business level that this was the right decision. You know, after that, I started to dream away and I started to really consider, you know, the impact that that decision would make on my life and my future with my family. So, you know, first for me, it was about getting it right in my head and getting it right on paper and making sure that everything that I was seeing, you know, was viable. And it's no different to what I've done in any other part of my life. When I bought my first business, you know, because I did buy my first fashion boutique, I had to look at every aspect of it and I had to look at the profit and loss, I had to look at the way it was running, the overheads, the staff. Moving into this arena was no different but it was um, a lot simpler, I can tell you that, because there was no landlord and no staff and no really huge ongoing um, expenses. So all of that really, you know, made this a very simple decision to me. Awesome. And I think uh, when you treat it like a business, you're not going to quit, right? Because like, imagine you invested like whatever, a million dollars into opening a franchise or opening a store or even half a million. You're not going to quit in a couple months. Uh, and also when people say no to you, you're not going to get discouraged because you know um, if it's a business, a million dollar business, there's tons of potential customers. Like 10 people may say no to you, but there's a whole universe of people who are ready to join or buy your product. Yeah, so look, I guess, you know, one of the things that we really have to, you know, embrace is the idea of delayed gratification. And that's very different to where I'd been in my previous career. Uh, when I was in direct sales, I sold a product and it was immediate, immediate profit. When I sold product in my shop, I sold product and it was immediate profit. But in network marketing, you know, we get a lot of no's. Um, we have a lot of people that say yes that then actually don't go on to do what they said that they would do. So there's a lot of disappointment. Um, so we have to learn how to deal with all that. And delayed gratification for me, you know, is really all about understanding. And it's very important that new members to our team understand that, you know, you will get small rewards along the way, but this business and this industry is mostly about, you know, the end result and the speed at which people get there. And, and I've seen people get there faster and I've seen people get there slowly, slower. But, you know, for most people, the pattern is the same. You know, it's all about effort and reward. So the more effort and time people can put in at the start, I guess that, you know, really speeds up that gratification point. People that are already engaged in another uh, job or in another business at takes up a lot of their time as long as they accept the fact that this is not going to build overnight and they understand delayed gratification then you know this is still 
a great way for them to grow a secondary income. So, you know, I think as uh, for me, I, you know, I transitioned from another company. I needed results fast. But at the same time, I understood that this was not the way, you know, this business model worked. And I, I had to really focus on building the team and the network. So growing a network was something that I had to learn how to do. I mean, I built a client base in the corporate world that I managed um, I also built a customer base in my retail business and a customer base in my direct sales business. But building a network was a different, I guess, um, you know, dynamics. And I had to really understand that that was going to take more time to build it. It was going to take more time to find people that wanted to join me at the same uh, level that I was engaged at, so at a business level. And I had to also ex accept that some people that did join at that level may not necessarily move at the same speed as I did. So it was all about, um, you know, managing people and personalities and just, you know, I, I guess the best advice I got was, you know, enrol the masses and work with the few. You know, not everyone wants to build, you know, a, 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 an organisation some people are just interested in hobby income and that's still fantastic for our business. Some people just want to be customers and honestly, customers are the glue to our system. If we don't have customers, we don't have a business. So everyone is enrolled. Everyone is respected for the way they want to engage in the company or the business at that time. And then it's um, our job to just really nurture, you know, the people that want to take it, you know, all the way. Awesome. I love that. And row the masses, but work with the few. So, Angel, we can go on and on, but we have to kind of wrap up. So, But before we let you go, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? And these could be really, like, short answers. Uh, so one of them is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated you? Uh, look, I was introduced to Jim Rowan when I was in direct sales. I mean, before that in the corporate world, um, we really got very little personal development in, in those years uh, when I was in my 20s and working for myself I was never really um, engaged in any sort of personal development so moving into direct sales I loved you know the the growth that I experienced through all the trainings and the mentorship and Jim Rohn became one of my favorites so I love the one he says if you want to have more you have to become more for things to change you have to change for things to get better you have to get better for things to improve you have to improve and if you grow everything grows for you I mean the key word in that whole um, you know saying is the word you and you know I, I think I say this over and over and over again in our team you know this business starts and ends with you you are the only one that controls it you are the only one that can grow it or start to grow it and you are actually the only one that can actually uh stop growing it as well so i love jim Rohn and i that's one of my favorites simon what is one habit that's helped you become successful um consistency uh, without a doubt you know everything you do in life it doesn't matter um, you know, how big or how small, as long as you are consistent, whether you only have time to make two calls a day or 20 calls a day, be absolutely as consistent as you can be, but be open to small bursts of intensity um, throughout your journey. Because even if you had a retail business like I had, you know, I had a consistent business, but at Christmas, it was an intensity that I couldn't keep up with in terms of revenue through sales. You know, January uh, sales in, in the USA, you have your Black Friday sales. This is what uh, traditional business owners gear up for uh, in network marketing. It's about consistent daily efforts, but be open to those small bursts of, of intensity when companies are running promotions because that can really, you know, fast track your business. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Don't recreate the wheel. Become a student and follow the system. Absolutely best uh, advice I got hands down. What's a favorite prospecting tool you use? So say you talk to someone, they're a qualified prospect. Uh, do you sit down with them, have coffee, and use a newsletter? Or do you send them, email them a link to an online video? Or do you do Skype with them? Or do you do a webinar? What do you like to use, Angela? I, I like to use the most efficient 
system. So I have a number of things that we can use in our company. I mean, I've got recorded webinars. We can do three-way calls. We've got live webinars every week. We do live events. All of those options are great, but whoever I'm talking to at the time, I will choose the tool that is the most efficient in terms of getting them the information in the fastest possible way. Favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or like a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Uh, look, I do use uh, Dropbox and I do love, um, you know, Facebook groups. I mean, I started a Facebook group when I uh, joined uh, MLM and I saw it as a really great communication platform and it's grown to thousands of people on a global scale. It doesn't matter where you live in the world, everyone can access the Facebook group and it's private it's secret and we can really also grow and foster a culture um, that means that everyone is uh, building and growing in a positive way. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Well, my favorite book would have to be one by an Australian author, Alan Peace, called Questions Are the Answers. And he's the absolute master of communication. And one of the one of the, uh, I guess, weaknesses for me when I joined the direct sales industry is that I had to learn how to listen because in direct sales there was a, a recruitment and team building aspect of that business. And being in sales for over 20 years at that time, you know, it, it was all about me talking and selling and I had to really learn how to, you know, bite my tongue and, and listen to people and really listen, you know, for what to what was missing in their life in terms of what they needed. Um, so Questions Are the Answers is a great book for that. Absolutely love it. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you're listening to this show. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So Angela, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? I sure am. Hey, ML Nation, quick break here before we listen to the million-dollar question. And that has to do with taxes, right? And you know in almost every country having a network marketing business qualifies you to save hundreds, even thousands, especially in the U.S., three to $9,000 in tax savings with legal tax deductions. Now, the problem is how to keep track of all that, all that stuff is a lot of admin work, and you can either do the way I used to do it, the old school way of like saving receipts, putting them in shoeboxes, using spreadsheets, adding them up with a calculator, even spreadsheet formulas. Huge, huge nightmare, especially calculating mileage of your car. How the heck do you do that, right? And a, lot, a lot of times I'll forget to add, uh, calculate the mount mileage. I'll write it down, and when I go home, I'm so excited meeting the prospect, I totally forgot. So now there's an easy solution, thing called TaxSpot. Uh, it's a, available for iOS, Apple, or Droid, whatever you want. It's really cool. You just use it on the app, it records everything, and then during tax time, you just go to the app in there, and then... You know, press a couple buttons, and it'll create everything and make it in one easy document that can send to your accountant. Totally, totally cool. You can check it out. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash tax. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash tax. Doesn't matter what country you're in, you should definitely take a look. And especially if you're in the U.S. or Canada, it's definitely a must-must-have. It will save you tremendous amounts of time, so you can use that time to meet new people and prospect and train your team. All right, uh, with that said, go check it out. And let's go to Angela. Let's see what she has to say for the million-dollar question. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know your family, you didn't know your spouse, you didn't know your kids but yet all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, but they spoke English. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you'll go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Okay, so I, I think I think I would uh, absolutely, um, you know, in, engross myself in the community and I would look for the most influential person in that community and somehow I would uh, be able to, you know, explain to them the power of the model and the industry and show them how, you know, this model could help them get what they need. And I'd obviously need a translator because I don't speak the same language. But looking for the most influential person in any community, no matter where you are in the world, you know, that's the person. He's the, He or she are the storyteller that is then going to go on to attract the masses. So that's what I would do, Simon. 
What type of community would you go to? Would you go, for example, I'm just curious because you have your interest. Would you go to like a, a yoga studio? Would you go to business groups? Or do you go to like a church? What would you personally go to? Look, I think there's so many different communities. I mean, I'm part of sporting clubs. I'm part of church groups. I mean, you know, obviously if you don't know anyone there, you don't have any family and friends. So you, I mean, any sort of, a networking community where people come together. So whether it is a, a church or a social aspect or a sporting group, I mean, these are the places I would go to and I would look for the person that people were listening to mostly and the person that was, you know, organising. So you're always looking for the person that has the highest level of influence in that uh, community, no matter how big or how small, because, you know, it's the personality that we're always you know, looking for in this business model. It's that person that can then go on to influence others. So, you know, definitely all of those types of communities I would uh, address. As we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you, Angela? Yeah, look, I I would just say, um, you know, be open to change, Um, really embrace Um, the systems, whatever company that you're with. I mean, you've joined them for a reason. And, uh, you know, the people that you work with, look for leaders that are already having the success that you are looking to have and align yourselves with those people in your organisation. It may not necessarily be the person that enrolled you. It could be someone that is working, you know, a few levels ahead of that person. But always, you know, look for a business mentor within that organisation, someone that can help you and lead you and give you the best advice. Um, So that would uh, be my best advice and parting words. Um, in terms of how people can uh, contact me, I am on Facebook, Angela Lucenti. I'm about to launch my new website, AngelaLucenti.com. And I do have a very active YouTube channel um, also in the same name, Angela Lucenti. So um, I love to hear from people all over the world and I already have a, um, a great amount of people that do follow me, not just from the company that I'm with now but also other companies on a global scale. So it's always great to hear from you. So thank you, guys. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Angela Lucente. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Angela. That's A-N-G-E-L-A at the search bar and the show notes. And all the nuggets of wisdom and those five valuable life lessons that Angela shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Angela, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Angela, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. I love the show. I, I'm a huge um, fan, and I do recommend the show to my team. I think uh, through stories um, and listening to you know different networkers around the world, their successes, Uh, their obstacles, you know, how they've dealt with every aspect of their career can really go on to help many others achieve in this industry. So thank you very much for providing such a great platform. Hey, I'm Am Nation. One last reminder, if you want to take a dollar trial for seven days, get all my implementation guides, like learning how to do home meeting, learning how to track top prospects, three scripts, learn how to create more uh, shareable social media posts, and on and on. I have over 17 of these courses. You can get them for a dollar for seven days. You can download everything and then cancel them if you want. I don't care. Okay, so uh, MLMNationInsider.com. That's a special link. You can't normally get it from the website. You have to go to MLMNationInsider.com. You also get to any questions you have, Email them to me. Email them to me and I'll answer them on the weekly webinars. Unlimited questions you want, just send them to me and I'll answer them. And even if you can't make it to the live webinars, they're recorded. I'll answer your questions and you can listen to it within 24, 40 hours later. Anyway, great resource for you if you're serious. Definitely check it out. MLMNationInsider.com. Now, let's go to the recap review and talk about lessons, the main lessons we learned from Angela Lucente. ML Nation, let's do a recap and review. A very inspiring story and talk about mindset, what it takes to be successful. And I know that show, I think as we go to, you know, season two, something a little different, we have, you know, we had Angela, a really uh, unique story. And once I found out about, you know, how her mom passed away, it's, by the way, thank you to Signum, Signum out in, I hope you're pronouncing 
uh, I'm pronouncing your name correctly, you know, out of Melbourne for connecting me with Angela. And I talked to Angela, became friends with her, got to know her better. I was like, gosh, people need to hear your story. You know, how many of you, you know, live with five siblings, eight people in the house, lost her mom at two years old. You know, that's, she could barely talk, you know, barely talk or walk. She, she didn't even know her mom lost it. But just learning the life's lessons. I think most of it's all about mindset. And the reason I had her share that is because this business is, I tell you, 90% all mindset. And if you have the right attitude, you will learn the skills, you'll figure things out. But, and, you know, I just do, and we can go on and on about a recap, but it's really about your attitude, right? No matter how little she has, she calls it rich in mind and spirit. She had rich in mind and spirit. She was always grateful. And that puts her positive. When you're positive, when you feel good, I always say, when you feel good, you do good. When you're feeling down, think about your problems. No one's motivated to do anything, right? Think about this. Uh, when you are positive and happy, you don't eat junk food. When you're positive and happy, you don't sit there and waste three hours watching TV. When you're positive and happy, you don't waste time surfing around on Facebook or internet. You know, it's like when you're down or discouraged or tired, that's when you do that. So the key is like Tony Robbins says, you have to put yourself in peak state, your mindset. When you feel good, you do good. And no matter what, you know, little she had growing up, right, didn't have much money, didn't in didn't have like a mother, but she was able to find other areas. Like she had a, uh, family members to help raise her, but she saw the positive. And, and that has allowed her to have a successful corporate career, successful businesses, and every, whatever she's done, she's been very, very successful. Um, using stories, you know, stories on a dinner table, those are often the best trainings. Those are the memories that you're creating. Not just what family, it's just, you know, these are life lessons, success lessons that you apply to anywhere. They're universal. And she talked about it. Everyone has problems. We all have problems. Don't complain about your problems because when you focus on them, whatever you focus on, that's what you track. So she learned really early. Don't focus what she didn't have. Focus on what she did have. She had a happy family. She was always po- and that gave her the positive mood and helped her achieve. Jim Rohn says, everyone has problems. The only person who doesn't have a problem is a dead person. So if you catch yourself having uh, thinking about your problems, just be grateful. Right? Be grateful and make the best of every decision. A um, couple other things. Delayed gratification and learn to think long term. Right? Uh, another lesson Angela shared. Enroll the masses but work with the few. Right? I, a big mistake people make. They enroll everyone and want to work with everyone. Work with people that deserve your time, not need your time. Enroll the masses and enroll everyone. And some people, everyone says they want to do it, but only people like you, you know, ML Nation, listen to this. You want it to be successful, right? You probably share it with your downlines who want you should listen to it, but they don't listen to it. But they will spend time watching TV or watching sports or other things. But they only listen to the radio when they drive it, but they're not listening to this podcast, right? So, Work with the road of masses, but work with the few. Work with people that deserve your time. And the last thing, uh, she really good stuff is like consistency. You got to be consistent, but be prepared. You got to also a couple times a year work with a burst of intensity. I love what she said, a burst with intensity because it's true. Just like in a traditional business, she had sales, but during the holidays. Burst of intensity. In network marketing, same thing. Every time your company has a special promotion, a new product, that's when you go all out. I'm telling leaders, especially listening to this, you want to get your team going. Every time there's a new product launch or at a convention, whatever announcement they make, piggyback off that convention and launch your own campaign. That's the time when you go for a run, especially because people are pumped up and motivated after the event. You got to have that burst consistency, but burst of intensity. And the consistency is also important. You just can't rely on events to go hard. You got to be doing the business all the time. Because if you don't do it consistently, then when it comes to for that special moment, you your skills are rusty. You know, it's hard to get in the groove. You need prospects to talk to. You need people to follow up with. And unless you have that consistency, there's not going to be anyone to work with. So consistency, the burst of intensity. Anyway, I can go on and on. Really good stuff. We'll put it on the show notes page. We'll put those uh, life lessons there. But thanks, Angela. Go to mlnation.net. Uh, put in Angela at the search bar and the show notes, especially those five life lessons will be on there. Uh, definitely connect with her. She's an amazing leader. And ML Nation, if you like this, please leave a, a subscribe Rate and review on iTunes. Leave a review on iTunes. I really appreciate it. The team will appreciate it. Uh, we're on season two, and it's getting better, and we've it's been a ton of fun, but we motivate our team. We put like five people who actually work really hard to put three episodes a week for you. So please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And lastly, thank you for sharing this with your other, for the MLM community. Thank you for sharing that. 
Uh, thank you for being make, making me proud to be network marketing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your desire to help others and for being a network marketing professional. I'm, I'm excited and pumped up. Thank Angela and go out there and remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.